Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning and welcome to Summer Breakfast. You're with James Magnuson and Michael Karianis this morning. If you're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, we're filling the chairs for Vossie and Brandy. And for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. Ben Davis will be along from 6 a.m. Queensland time, filling in for Patton Hills. If you're listening right across the SEN network, good morning to you. Heaps of sport overnight to discuss. Novak Djokovic was unhappy during the tennis. An exciting first day at the Adelaide Test and a new rule change for the upcoming NRL season. Today's guest, Trent Copeland, is going to jump on with us to discuss the Adelaide Test. Brett Phillips is back with all the Australian Open action. And Robbie Slater has his say on the running of the A-League. We'll also touch base with Sydney Thunder's Alex Ross following his final game, or lack thereof, last night. Uh, First up in the cricket, Australia are 2 for 59 at stumps on day one. They trailed by 129 runs after the West Indies were bowled out for 188. Could have been much worse though, MC. Uh, Pat Cummins elected to bowl after winning the toss. Uh, the West Indies were 8 for 133. Did you? Were you a bit worried? Yeah, a little bit. Good morning, Missile. When um, they collapsed, I was like, oh, this, is a bit, this had a three-day test written all over it with Australia to potentially go past them on, on day one. Um, but it didn't pan out that way. An outstanding um, final wicket partnership, record-breaking partnership there. And then the, the West Indies did well to, to peg it back with the ball. So the big story uh, was young Shamar Joseph. Uh, he put on a 55-run partnership with Kamar Roach. He also took a wicket with his mm. first ball ever in Test cricket. Handy who day. was it? Handy day. Steve Smith. Yep. Let's have a listen to the audio. So you get what you asked for. Marat Sundarayson, your man is with the ball in hand. <laughs> yeah, exciting moment for, for Shamar Joseph. Incredible story of a man who grows up in a village, really back of beyond. Leaves his village because one day he's, his family's into the logging business. That's the only thing you can do in Barakara where he comes from. And he sees his life flash before his eyes and he says, no, I need to do something better in life. Moves to the closest big town. Here he is making his test debut two years later. And the way he batted, you just get the feel he'll take a wicket tonight. He had so much confidence when he batted. You can't see it'll be anything but confident with the ball. Yeah, That's correct. his craft. Correct. And am I right in saying he was identified by Kirtley Ambrose? Yes, he at was. At a fast bowling yep. camp? Yep. Wow. It's amazing, yeah. And Kirtley Ambrose has stayed in touch with him ever since. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, if you're a kid and Kirtley says you can bowl, then you believe in yourself. In he comes to Steve Smith. Edge! Oh! He's 
my way. He's out first. Ball is bowled. Unbelievable. Gets a wicket. With the first delivery, he's bowled to Steve Smith, <laughs> one of the greats of all time. So he takes the wicket of Steve Smith first mm. ball. I'd say within his first, what, 30 balls, he also takes the wicket of Manus Labuschagne, two of the biggest names in test cricket. Uh, the world's his oyster hope after he, that day. Hope he gets to keep the ball. Surely. <laughs> Surely. Surely. You know, you'd be um, clamoring for, for that. There's obviously still eight wickets to four, so who knows what happened. But what a start. What, what a start a, And, to and the enthusiasm cricket. and the celebration and... Uh, that, that's what it's all about. He, he's going to become a, a fan favourite, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, the, the test is delicately, delicately poised. A, a good first day's play. Good first day's play. Uh, Australia will return to the crease this morning with Usman Khawaja on 30 and Cameron Green on six runs. Interesting to see how Cameron Green goes as well. He didn't bowl, did he, in that first innings? It's a big test for him. And there was that discussion of who Pat Cummins would go to first with the ball, Mitch Marsh or Cam Green. And um, he, he went with Mitch Marsh and a little bit of a surprise because you think mm. Cam Green is probably the better or the more, more dangerous of the two bowls. But I guess the way uh, Mitch Marsh has been performing, uh, you know, he's had the golden touch over the last couple of months. So you could probably understand why Mitch Marsh got the ball. But yeah, interesting. Obviously, Pat Cummins sent uh, the West Indies in, which is very rare uh, for an Australian captain to do on home, home soil. But um, you got to say, so far, it was the right call. I think so. Uh, in the tennis overnight, Alex Popperin, uh, the Aussie, was defeated by Novak Djokovic. At one point, Novak, he, he gets a little bit testy at times. I like that about Novak. It's not all, you know, straight bat, boring. He, you know, he's up and down. He's up and down. So Novak, at one point, asked someone in the crowd to say it to my face <laughs> when he was being heckled. Let's have a listen to what Novak had to say. And sometimes I don't tolerate uh, when somebody crosses the line, you know, and that's it. That's what happened. You know, people have a few, few drinks, I guess, late at night as well. That's, that probably is, uh, also has an effect on how they feel and behave. Um, and that's okay. You know, people pay tickets to come and watch us. They want to see the show. They want to have fun. They're all allowed to do that. There's no issue. I mean, in terms of whether I, I didn't, I never asked anyone to, to leave the stadium. I never asked the chair umpire to take somebody out. I wouldn't do that because, you know, he paid his ticket and he he has the right to be there and say what he wants to say and behave how he wants to behave. But if somebody crosses the line, then I'm going to take it to him and as I did to this guy and just yeah, ask him if he wants to come closer and tell me what he wants to tell me. You know, offend me, insult me as he did. So that that's that's all it is, you know. He he was not really keen on coming down. That's that's what it was. <laughs> I'm not sure what uh, repercussions there'd be if he did come down and say it to Novak's face. Is he going to jump the fence? Oh. I, I have this image of this guy coming down and saying, oh, you know, something, you suck. Yeah. And Novak turns around and whips a ball at him at 140 k's an hour. That'd be pretty funny. Well, it'd be headline grabbing. Or is there some like Serbian gangster sitting in the crowd <laughs> on Novak's side who just takes care of proceedings? <laughs> you outside. Uh, it's interesting. I don't mind him calling him out though. Like, yeah, no, that's obviously good fun. he's obviously pissed him off. And, oh yeah. Um, we don't know what he said and if that um, the, the context was um, okay to, mm. to say so. But it obviously annoyed Novak, and and as Novak said, he didn't ask him. You know, he, he wasn't being a drama queen trying to say you out or anything like no, that. Pointed to security no. or that. He just said, "Mate, go on." I, I, I dare essentially to to say it to my face, and most of the time, people wouldn't. 
Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Particularly in a sport like tennis where everyone else is quiet, so you yeah. can pick out exactly yeah, who it is. A, it's a pretty easy spot. I mean, it? if you're heckling at the football, right? Say you're standing on the hill at Leichhardt, <laughs> you turn around, look at that hill, and go, "Ah, could be any one of <laughs> five thousand people." Yeah. What, what um in your days in as a athlete and or as a spectator, have you ever cross come across any funny? Heckling towards me, I'm sure it's happened, but similarly, like it's a bigger crowd and it'd be mm. hard to spot a person. There's also rules about being quiet before the start of a race. Did you walk out with headphones or what was your... Sometimes yes, sometimes no, depending on my mood. Yeah. There was no set ritual. Um, but heckling in the crowd. So we were at, uh, I was young, so I'm thinking must be way back to say 04, 05, maybe even earlier. There was a rugby league nines tournament out at Homebush, and not only did it have uh, Australian uh, NRL teams, it had international teams as well. This is way back. Anyway, the final was between I think it was Parramatta and the West Tigers. This was the sevens in '04. Was it sevens? Sevens in '04. Yeah. yeah. So it's the Tigers and the Parramatta in the final, and uh, me and my cousin and, and my dad and my uncle are sitting right down near the fence for the final. We're Bulldogs fans, so you know we're not really going for either side, yep. but being Bulldogs fans, we're kind of barracking against Parramatta. Yep. So Luke Burt's got this kick from the touchline to win the game, and he comes back to kick it, and it goes deadly silent. And as he runs in to strike the ball, my cousin yells super loud, miss it, and he half slips and kicks it and shanks the ball. Yeah. And then the West Tigers win. Yeah. And everyone, it was just quiet in the stadium when that, that happened. And every Parramatta fan just spun around and were filthy. And my cousin would have been, say, 12 or 13 okay, years of yeah, age. But he yeah, just did yeah. this booming miss it. Yeah. And he slipped as he went to kick it. Because they drop kick in the sevens, right? So it wasn't a, yeah, it was yeah, a drop I kick attempt. It, it was a drop kick attempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I'll never forget that moment and the fact that it actually impacted. Yeah. Did he hear it? Did yeah. he not? I think he did, but they get that all the time, kickers. Yeah. Um, what about you? You're a big heckler? No, no. We weren't allowed. Uh, my mum had a strict no boo policy. Mm. So we won't. So we, we'd go to the footy every weekend yeah. um, with my family and, and my parents and my sisters and stuff like that. And we weren't allowed to boo. Yeah, right. The opposition. So very boring. But on, like, I love sledging. You love sledging? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I reckon yeah. Australia Thanks. would have to be up there. You know, someone like Novak, are they sledging him as well at Roland Garros at the French Open? Oh, I don't think so. Who knows? How boring there. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you, we, we'd you, be... Do you like a bit of sledging? Surely. Yeah, I like sledging. Yeah. I love sledging. Yeah. Like swimming, there's not that much room for sledging. Um, but, you know, when I was younger and I played footy, the sledging was... Yeah. It's pretty, pretty out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> as long as it's in good taste it's fine like yeah as long as it's not personal but I, i'd be interested to hear um what people think on um sledging and heckling and if there's they've got any good stories on if they've heckled or heard any heckling mm. at sporting events you can get us on the text line 0457 736 736 you know who uh doesn't like heckling mm. nick curios <laughs> when he gets heckled in the crowd he loses the plot <laughs> from his that. own box did you see the time uh, he was in America I think it might have been the US Open and he turned around and uh, he Ben Stiller was yeah, in the crowd yeah. and he said do you tell him how to act yeah. no then don't tell me yeah. how to play tennis yeah, like, I, I love it yeah how his band is great uh, on the NRL front there's a rule change MC uh, NRL has confirmed a change to the law and interpretations out of 2024 
The de- change is designed to incentivize more contests for the, for the ball from set restarts, so yeah, kickoffs and dropouts. And, and dropouts, right? Because what we've seen, particularly for, for line dropouts over the last, what, two seasons, I, I guess, that's really come in vogue is a short line dropout. And it, it's a high-risk play because it comes with a penalty and you, you, gift, two, you gift two points uh, yeah. for, from a penalty goal. But what's happened is the penalty's taken out of the equation now. So if a kick doesn't go 10 or it goes out on the full, whatever the case may be, there will be a restart 10 metres out. Yep. So um, if it's from the halfway line, it'll be on the forty your own 40-metre line, it'll be a tap restart. Okay. If it's from uh, the in-goal, like a line dropout, it will be 10 metres out. Okay. And it's a yep. re- tap restart. So yep. you don't give up two points. So I think we're going to see it all the time now. Pretty much, um, yeah. And, you know, and we're going to see not just the, the short one or, or the high one. We'll see players try and kick it out because if you kick it out uh, after it bounces, uh, get you'll get back. the ball back, yeah. right? So I think we'll see a fair bit of that. Um, it adds more contest to the game. Mm. I don't mind it. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a good tweak um, because it, it, it was becoming such a uh, play that w- that was so in vogue now that um, I like. I think it's entertaining because you're going to sit there and go, okay, there's a contest here now, and you know guys like Adam Reynolds, Matt Burden. Uh, Cleary, these guys that have the ball on a, on a string, it's a huge win for them. Do you like the NRL change, uh, rule change? 0457 736 736. Let us know. Or even better, give us a call. one three hundred o one eleven seventy. 1170 Do you think as much as it incentivizes the short dropout, it also... It doesn't take away, but it, it's less of a reward for gaining a, a set restart, for, for landing that ball yeah. in the end goal. Yes, for sure. Because then it turns into a 50-50 whether you yeah. get it back or not. I still think it's still, you know, the, the receiving side will get it more often than not. More often than not, and yeah. And you still get the ball in good field possession in territory if they do make an error. Because that, that is already a risky kick, right? If you're grubbering to the end goal... You kick it a little too hard. You give away a seven set, seven, yeah. seven tackle set, so I don't and like twenty restart. I don't like that. Yeah, but now you give away a seven tackle set with a um, twenty meter restart or a fifty fifty shot mm. at the ball back. It so yeah. it becomes a risk versus reward. Yeah, almost uh, not worth while doing. Uh, I think that teams will still try and, and and do it, but I think it's you know even the the short short dropouts come at risk sometimes because we've seen a few tries as well when mm. the, the bounce of the ball or a team's batted it back and no one's there to, to scoop it up and uh, the, the, side, the receiving team has scored a try off it. So it comes at a risk. I don't think a lot, all teams would do it, but I think we're going to see it. I, I, if we sat down and broke it down, I think we'll see it more often than not, a, a short line dropout. Whether yeah. we see short kickoffs, um, we'll see more of them now. Whether we see them too regularly, I, I don't think so because of um, the field, field position. position. Yeah, yeah. It's a lo- you're, you're giving up 50 metres um, there and you know teams a lot of teams prefer to defend on their try line anyway so um, I don't think we'll see it as much from kickoffs but line dropouts I think we'll see it majority of the time now I want to know from uh, well you as well MC but are, are we seeing too many rule changes in the NRL oh four five seven seven three six seven three six it's been pretty regular over the past well since Philandis came in there's been rule changes every year yeah I think we've had we've had some massive changes. Obviously, with the set restarts, back to one refs, all these sort of things, right? They were they were huge changes. Now we're seeing tweaks and a, a bit of finessing of, of the game. I don't mind it. 
I, I'd like a rule like this. I've got no issue with. I don't think it. It doesn't change the game. It doesn't change the fabric of the game. It doesn't change the way teams prepare. Um, I think it adds an element of excitement to it. I think it adds an, another element of contest to the game. Um, I actually think it's a good idea. It's not one where I sat there and go, "Oh, this would have been a good one," but I, I think it's one that um, I, I'm okay with. Uh, hey, heading to the break, I wanted to uh, ask you. I also saw about. $100 million Powerball. Mm. If you won $100 million at Powerball, what would you do? Have a think about that. Okay. I'll come back to you on it. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. We're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Earlier in the news, MC, I heard Vanessa talking about this $100 million Powerball mm. that's potentially going to go off tonight. It just got me thinking... What do I do with a hundred million dollars? So I want to ask you: You win the Powerball hundred? Well, do you play Powerball or no? Nah, not really. Yeah, me neither. Ad hoc, maybe. So but you not, do sometimes. Maybe twice in my life. Do you have set not numbers really. or just nah, do the randomizer? I don't even know how it works. Yeah, uh, hundred million dollars. What would you do? with Hundred mil. Oh, I don't know if I'd be back here tomorrow for a hundred. I'm not working ever again. No way. I'm never nah, working. Nah, like obviously there's yeah, you got to buy a house and you got to you know pay off the house or that I've got and then buy a very nice house and um, I'd buy a footy team a rugby yeah. league team okay. or, a, or like a 51% stake so you're a Dragons fan yeah are you buying the Dragons oh if they're for sale if not I'll buy someone else and what are you paying for the Dragons with 100 mil I'd, for a 51% share they're probably, probably 20 20, yeah. 20 mil 20 so mil. you're 80 left over 20 how much in a house I don't know I haven't looked at the the property market, that end of town? Oh, not that end of town, no. <laughs> but you'd at least 15 mil on a house. 15? Ah, yeah, mate. what about you? I'm thinking I'm spending like 90 million on a house. What sort of house are you buying for $90 million? A beast house, Wolsey Point Road, which is called Billionaire's Row in Point Piper that looks big yeah. straight down the barrel at the Harbour Bridge. Or there's a couple of mansions right on the water at, at Bondi that I might go. Um, that's... Because I'm not going to be working anymore. Yes. Work's done for yes. life. So I'm going to be spending most of my time at my. What are you fitting out in a ninety million dollar? Aside from the, you're paying for the view, right? Obviously, amazing. I'm doing but saunas, ice baths, grouse gym, cinema, ten car garage with like a Lamborghini, <laughs> Ferrari. Like it's MTV Cribs, basically. <laughs> I'm living like a rock star. At, Maybe a nightclub in nightclub. the yeah, like a bar slash yeah. nightclub. You like Warney. Did he have a nightclub? Yeah. Yeah. Tennis court. Okay. All the good stuff. And then basically I'll have a chef, obviously. A chef, okay. So I don't go out to dinner anymore. So then I don't really have to leave my house. And the I other... think you're back working in two years. <laughs> 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 the other 10 million I'll, you know, invest or play around with. Yeah. Um, play around with more than invest in, it the seems sports like. bet account. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I'll live off that. That's it. But the thing but about that won't... $90 million house... If that appreciates at the rate that Sydney does, yes, Sydney property, I don't know about that in a town, but every 10 years, it doubles in value. So in 10 years' time, I've got a $180 million house. Yeah. Don't worry about your investments. I got it. But you still need to live somewhere. Yeah, my $180 million house. But you're talking about, yeah. It's paper money. It's just what I'm worth based off the appreciation of my house. Yeah, I understand how it works. You're in a little $15 million house. It's barely big enough to fit in my garage. Like, <laughs> you can come on, dream I've big, got, MC. I've got a lot of family and cousins and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. Right? You always hear about when people win big on the Powerball or the Lotto. 
the family comes knocking. Um, My family's become knocking a charity anyway. case. They're knocking. They're knocking anyway. No, not for cash. Do you, try, <laughs> do you try and around. keep it a secret or do you just... How? When I move out of my house into a 15 million, 15 million house. house and be like, just what's say going I wrote on? this bomb article <laughs> that got huge views online, the advertising per, per click. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever get a percentage of that? <laughs> no. Doesn't work like that. No, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. Uh, uh, but then I'd have, I'd have a house overseas too. Don't know about winter in Sydney. Winter in Sydney might be a thing of the There's past. There's just all these weird rules, though, when you buy property overseas around... I'm sure you can get it with 100 mil, you get around it. Yeah, potentially. But would you go I've Monaco then, where it's a tax haven and putting your money in a bank in Monaco? I haven't thought about it that much. But no, it's got to be... What like, do you think about at night? <laughs> Work? What did you dream about last night? I had a funny dream <laughs> last night. I'll, I'll just say this one quickly. I had a dream that I was in the AFL combine, <laughs> like I was being put up for the AFL draft. <laughs> And you know those dreams where you can't jump high enough or run fast enough? So That's frustrated. reality for most of us. But yeah. yeah. And I was saying to the other guys in the draft, we don't do this in rugby league. There's no such thing. I don't know why I have to do this vertical uh, leap. I don't know. I've got a weird mind. Yeah, you do. 0457 736 736. What would you do if you want $100 million in the Powerball? Would you buy a measly little $15 million house? A little, <laughs> a little toy, a little tree house? one 1170 Give us a call. We get weird and wacky with this. What would you do with $100 million? We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're only just waking up, here are the headlines we've been discussing. An exciting first day at the Adelaide Test yesterday. The West Indies fought back well with that last wicket partnership. And the wicket of Steve Smith. What a story involving Shamar Joseph, his first ever ball in test cricket. Huge. Last night's match between the Sydney Thunder and the Renegades was a washout. We've also been chatting about Novak Djokovic after he got heckled uh, last night. A little bit upset, MC. He's a little bit bit testy, Novak. Uh, What do you think uh, you'd do with tonight's $100 million Powerball? MC's buying the Dragons, which is a questionable investment, I would have thought. (laughs) But, you know, for $5 million. They're going cheap at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yes, good time Uh, to buy. Text us on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Let us know what you do with $100 million. Edgewater Homes mortgage fund up to $1,500 a month off your home loan for two years. T's and C's apply. The open line, as always, is 1300 01 1170. Port Macquarie Pearl Mm. says this, MC. MC is not going to work and buying a rugby league team, so he'll be back at work in 2025. <laughs> Fair call, Pearl. Fair call, but it wouldn't seem like work until you start losing a few games and people start calling for your head. Until you start signing people with chocolate shoulders that can't pass the ball <laughs> <laughs> and it gets stressful I'd make real sure, quick. I'd make sure medicals are done. Um, what about this one from Dragon Boy and, and Zed? With $100 million, I'd buy SEN and make sure James works the breakfast shift for the rest of his life. Why don't oh, they, torture. Don't they, like... If you have $100 million, you can like hold people hostage. I'm not sure that's part of the, the game. For the right money, you can. You can? Mm. Okay. Well, you know, billionaires. I'm not just... coming to your $90 million mansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the grand scheme of the world, though, $100 million isn't that much, is it? I mean, $100 million oh, relax. For, what do you For it's, us normal it's people. Good. For us normal people. Yeah. When you start talking your... Elon Musk's and Mark Zuckerberg's oh, yeah, who are up to like a quarter of a trillion dollars. Yeah, you don't, you don't need that much. 
Uh, good morning, Missile and Cashew. Cashew, there's a diff. I've had a few variations. I don't think I've had cashew before. Mm. If I won $100 million coming from the bush, I would buy a house near the children's hospital so country families had somewhere to stay nice. uh, for free. And then I would buy a pub near the beach, also a house in Perth. Cheers, Barry. <laughs> nice, Barry. All right, so Barry is a good guy. Yeah, we're just talking about <laughs> mansions and football teams. I've spent teams. all of mine on a house for myself <laughs> and I haven't spoken about it by another person. Oh, well, oh, That's a good thing that people like Barry exist in the world. And hopefully someone like Barry and not me wins <laughs> <laughs> wins the $100 million uh, Powerball. Uh, morning, boys. I couldn't buy anything other than a shoebox with $100 million. Uh, she complains now that cleaning of a two-bedroom, one-bathroom villa is way too much to keep clean. Regards, well, Peach. I'll give Peach a tip. If you win $100 mil, hire a cleaner, mate. Yeah. A few cleaners. A team of cleaners. A team. Or a live-in maid. Nah, nah. I don't want a live-in. Really? External. What about, would you ever have a live-in nanny? Mm, no, not live-in. Really? I'd, I'd go for that. No. I work for David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bake says, I'm buying. <laughs> this is what happens when we start doing a few shifts together. <laughs> Gets a little bit loose. Bake says, I'm buying Nautilus at Baronia Bay. Google it, boys, and you'll see why. I'm assuming that's a hotel. A hotel would be fun. Could be anything. Nautilus? Yeah. Or is it a ship? No, I don't know. Baronia Bay. I'm not sure. Hopefully it's... <laughs> Morning, boys. Great show. 100 mil. Mm, I'd buy a property and run some cattle, send to market, and donate proceeds to various charities. But firstly, disappear for 12 months so you can shake off the leeches, says Sam from Tarawana. Yeah, that's that's the that's the trick. How do you not have people coming to you asking for, for part of your money? I've just, I've just looked at this. Nautilus, it's it's a clean establishment. It's a house. No, oh, it's a house. Four, yeah, about fifty mil. A house with a name. Yeah. Uh, Where's Barony Bay? It was in the Shire. Ah, gotcha. Is that the one that the Chris Hemsworth was rumored to be buying? I'm not sure. So there was a story from my old. Uh, I worked at the Leader. That's a local paper there, and to be sold with a price expectation of fifty million dollars. Yeah, so right. You could buy it. Yeah, it could be easy. You would have moved to the Shire, though. I went to the Shire. I went to Barony yesterday for breakfast. How was it? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did. Uh, the, the did you know? Okay, so. Here we go. I was. I went for, um, my wife and I usually once a week when the when the bub's at daycare, we go for brunch because we can't do dinners anymore. So mm. that's our thing. So yesterday we went Very to. Very romantic. Yeah. Well, mm. went to Barony after radio here and then. Um, I came back and there was a parking ticket in the car behind me. We're in suburbia, right? Like it's, there's not, there's a parking ticket in the car behind me. And I'm like, that's really weird. There's no signs. Like I couldn't see anything. I'm like, I'm going to check the ticket. Mm. So I looked at the windscreen, checked the ticket. And it was because he was parked or they were parked over a yellow line on the, on the, on the, on the road. I never knew that rule. Right. Really? So I looked and I'm like, oh, I'm. I should be done here too. And you weren't. I wasn't. Mm. Did you know that road rule? Well, usually those yellow lines are within 10 meters of a, of a, of a corner. Cur- yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it was a decent amount of space and there was no like no stopping sign. So I'm just driving around now looking for these yellow lines mm. and most of them have a no stopping sign near it. So I thought the guy was a bit, the person that got done was a bit hard done by. Yeah, it's unlucky. And they've come purposely just for that. Yeah. Because there's no- nothing else around there. Maybe you should have taken the ticket and scrunched it up. 
it's probably worse for them then, isn't it? Well, they still got to get into the post. Do they though? Yeah. But they can just say, I never had a ticket. It's not school. <laughs> they Deny till you die. Post it out Deny till you die. Uh, the Dragons can hold Ben Hunt hostage for one million, so the missile could definitely be held hostage for 100 mil. Uh, on the NRL rule changes, uh, MC and missile. I think the new rule change is also related to HIAs. It is the first stage in reducing long-range collisions from long-kick restarts, which mm. potentially lead to high-impact concussions, says Andrew from Manly Weather. Thoughts? I haven't thought of it like that. You know who um, Andrew from Manly Weather has been listening to? Joel Kane. From kickoffs? He wants to get rid of the kickoffs, yeah. They are the most dangerous part of the game, you'd have to say. Yeah, I guess so. We can. You can still see collisions when teams are contesting the ball, though. Yeah, but Different. not full a bit pace. Stationary yeah. 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 I, I, I think that's a I good shout. I haven't thought of it like that, but yeah, potentially. Uh, lads, I reckon Broncos would have loved this rule change last year. It swung that grand final. Mm. Do you remember the exact moment? Was it Adam Reynolds didn't didn't go 10, maybe, Dan? You're with it. You're... Yeah, and then Penrith went 8-0 up or something. I think I remember that. Anyway. Potentially. I Honestly, we can talk about a 2004... Sevens game that I remember clearly between the West Tigers yeah. and Parramatta. Can't remember the grand final. It's well, hard. difference being in 2004, I was about 12 mm. and had no alcohol on board. Whereas last year's grand final, different matter. And I like it's weird because now, like working games, are sort of they blend blur. Into one. They blur yeah. so much, right? And, um, Were you working at the grand final? Yeah, and your head's down a lot. You, you'd be surprised how... Well, people probably wouldn't be surprised given what they say about our stories and stuff, but you'd be surprised how little you actually watch when you're trying to file live copy because your yeah. head's down a lot. Yeah. Right, typing and thinking and, and the like. Uh, other talk topic for this morning was sledges. Novak Djokovic, who was getting heckled in the crowd last night, turned around and told a fan to say it to his face. Craig says, morning boys, not sure of the year, but I remember being at a sold out semi-final between Penrith and the Broncos. When the Broncos ran out, old mate barreled down the stairs to let Gordon Tallis know that he thought he was a loser. Standing next to the quarter post, Gordy turned to him and said, and you paid to watch me play. Now go back and eat your pie. <laughs> Best sedge I've heard live. Love that from Gordy. All right. As always, we're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. Hit the beach with SEN and join MC and I for all the fun at the Summer of Surf. Shore and Partners Manly Open tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting the breakfast show from there all morning. That's tomorrow morning at Manly Beach. Do we know where we'll be posted up? Between the flags... I'll be between the flags. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, I'll be rescuing you. Uh, we've got two pairs of SEN Speedos uh, ready to you. go. <laughs> or you reckon I'm going to double yeah. double tog. A uh, couple more texts coming through, MC. Uh, guys, have you ever seen a bigger fall from Grace than Steve Smith? I think his place in the team is under pressure. Looks a shadow of his former self. Well, it's a bit harsh at the moment, Matt, to say it's a bigger fall from grace like we've seen some of our greats um fall off completely like ricky ponting would you know had a shocking final 12 months or so um of his career but there are some concerning signs for steve smith i guess but i wouldn't be hitting the panic button just yet so he's 34 
it's hard to say with cricketers these days what is the back end of their career. I mean, we saw Jimmy Anderson yeah. is in his 40s, yeah. but when does that hand-eye yeah. start to lack? And that was his... And that was the concern for Steve Smith because he, there's a couple of times this summer that he's missed the ball and he just never used to miss. Mm. You know, he very, very rarely. And there are there have been some concerning signs, but you know we'd have to ride it out a little bit longer before we start um, calling for for Steve Smith's head. Hey, in the break we put our heads together. Oh yeah, what all of us here and the figured three it out. of us had to work out. What was going on in the grand final? We yes. got there in the end. Yes. So Adam Reynolds went for the short kickoff, rebounded back to the Panthers. Mitch Kenny scored. Mitch Kenny scored. Embarrassing that we forgot, particularly I forgot. But no, as soon as we started bouncing around, we, we got there in the end. We got there in the end. But you did, however, remember what happened in 2004 at the <laughs> nine. So Seven. Long-term mem- <laughs> sevens. Why? Why did they choose? Did they just copy rugby union for that? Or the sevens was a that was huge in like the nineties and stuff. Mm. Wigan used to come. A team from England used to come out, and you know, um, it was a two day event. It was massive, and then that might have been the last one. The I reckon 04. it was. I reckon it was. That could have been the last sevens, and then they obviously they brought it back as the nines. The nines, which gotcha. Parramatta, Parramatta, and North Parramatta won the first one. Or North Queensland. They won the first Parramatta really excels in this shortened form of the game, don't they? <laughs> the meaningless ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, Manly did win the uh, preseason challenge last year. Mm. That $100,000. You want to preview Manly Manly, today? yes. Yes. And getting into the, the, the vibe before we head out to Manly Beach tomorrow. Yeah, you better be nice because then we're going to be... I, I think I'm too nice with Manly at the moment too where nice. I've got them. Okay. Yeah. People think I'm a bit MAD where I've got them, but we'll see. Good morning, team. This is from Martin. I don't like the rule change. I would have thought getting rid of the seven-tackle restart when a player attempts to score a try but loses the ball over the line would be a bigger priority. That rule is ridiculous. Yep. I hate that rule. I, the the seven-tackle restart, I understand why they brought it in, but for mine, they got it wrong. I think they should only uh, – the way to eradicate all this, and I've said this a couple of times now, to get rid of that, that seven-tackle set or when you know player drops the ball over the line or whatever, is that – if a player kicks the board dead from outside the 20, it's just a restart from where he kicked it from. Because that was what the rule was there for. Yeah. The rule was there to stop Jamie Soward or whoever kicking the board dead from 40 metres out to take Billy Slater out of play. Yeah. So if he kicks it from 40 metres out, well, the ball's turned over at the 40 metre line. Mm. So you just don't have seven tackle sets. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It is more rule changes, though. <laughs> but people don't like it's that. It's lessening what the seven tackle set is because now if you if you miss a field goal mm. or whatever the case may be teams can march up seven tackle set and and kick one or if you do a, a, a cross field bomb player catches the ball on the field contested kick it's a seven tackle set they, they shouldn't be seven tackles because that's not poor execution yeah poor execution is when you're booting the ball purposely from 40 meters out and kicking it dead are there any stats around when teams get seven tackle sets how far down the field they get because invariably they get then into a attacking position for mm. their yeah no doubt six tackle and uh, you can still have that if you're turning the ball over in the 30 meter line mm. but you just don't get seven tackles yeah yeah i like it uh don says steve smith probably still averages 44 plus which would be better than what we have in the background, I reckon. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone's He's not in danger. Not yet. Uh, Andy says the sledge to Novak was Roger was way better. <laughs> well, that explains why he got so uppity. <laughs> that would be the one thing that would still haunt him, I think. What else can you say to him? He's won everything. He, he on paper, is the best player ever. But it's just all that crowd perception. We don't really like that, you. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, don't I, got, know. A, I got a theory with Novak Djokovic last night. I said this to my girlfriend when we were watching it. I think he threw that second set against Popperin to get the crowd back on side because he thought it would be too harsh if he just spanked him three sets to love. <laughs> I was watching him going, ah, he's not going that – and he wasn't – look, he wasn't happy, but he wasn't super upset about losing some points. And the commentators even said, geez, that was an interesting decision from Djokovic to you know hit that little drop shot and then Popper and jumps all over it. There was a couple of things, and I think – Novak has always been so concerned about mm. the public's perception of him and his success. I think he thought, if I go out there and spank this young Aussie three sets to love, 6-2, 6-love, six 6-1 six or something like that, then they're going to boo me in the next round or they're going to heckle me. Or I think He's thinking about that on the court. He's got a, bit, there's a few problems going on. We know Novak is infatuated with the public's perception of yeah. him. Interesting. Interesting theory, James. <laughs> Let us know if you think that Novak threw a set. 0457. <laughs> Let us know if you think he's 736. 736. Uh, Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with Michael Carianis and James Magnuson. Uh, 18th of January, MC. Uh, mm. On this day, 1991, the longest tennis match was played at the Australian Open. Boris Becker beats Italy's Omar Comparisi in five hours and 11 minutes. Uh, it was beaten in 2021 when Novak Djokovic played Rafa. Five hours, 53 minutes, the longest Grand Slam of all time. I remember that one. Don't remember the 99 one. I think, uh, yeah, I wasn't born. Uh, 1996, Lisa Marie Presley files for divorce from Michael Jackson. One of the great romances. Oh, seriously weird. Uh, former Prime Minister Paul Keating is 80 today. He was born in Bankstown on this day in 1944. Singer-songwriter Damien Leith is 48 today. And Todd Payton's birthday, happy 45th to the Cowboys coach, born on this day in Parramatta in 1979. A couple more texts coming through, MC. we got one from Adam for you, Missile. I want Magnuson drug tested. (laughs) What was that dribble about Novak? Turn off his microphone. I don't want you to turn your microphone off. Uh, Do you Uh, disagree? Well, I didn't see it, but I, Uh. I I would find it hard that he threw a set. Not like fully through a set, but just sort of let Popper and took it easy on him, basically. Let him win a few games. Maybe not a set. But he won, yeah. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, I'd buy the sombrero off the roosters, says this uh, listener. Interesting. Hi, Missy MC, my fave DJ. Cam from Carlo here. If I won the 100000000 million, I'd buy my beloved roosters. <laughs> uh, I know how much they struggle with the salary cap, uh, either that or a new wife. Hmm, $100 million for a new wife. Okay. Uh, did they kick the Yobbo out who was abusing Djokovic? Uh, I predicted at the start of the week that the Yobbos will impact on the game and perhaps a result in the game. It's an embarrassment for the Australian Open, says the Shoalhaven doctor. Are you embarrassed as a fellow Australian no, player? Not yet. Depends on what he said. It still hasn't reached the levels. Remember when Kyrgios and Kokonakis were playing together and the crowd was going nuts? That was fun, though. That was much... I haven't watched a doubles game since. No, I probably won't watch a doubles game again either. So bring the boys back. All right. If you're listening through SENQ 693am in Brisbane, we now say goodbye. Ben Davis is coming up next hour to fill in for Patton Hills. If you're listening through SEN 1170 here in Sydney, there's plenty more to come.